welcome to the Holistic Spirituality Podcast, helping spiritually curious people just like you learn about Reiki, crystal, energy, cards, past lives, and more. I'm your co-host, Heather Thatcher, and me and my good friend, Kathy Zimmerman, are here to help demystify the mystical so you can get reliable, practical information you can trust. If you're ready to embrace all things metaphysical so you can feel better, clear your own energy, and improve your life, you belong here. Let's get started. All right, so today we're talking about Reiki and what Reiki is, because there's a lot of misconceptions out there. There's a lot of confusion. And like we talked about in the first episode, when I first got introduced to Reiki, there was like tinfoil domes and piles of dirt and some random sort of dancing around somebody. So I was just like, what is this? So Kathy was so lovely and explained to us what it was. So Kathy, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Reiki really is? All right. So Reiki originated sort of in the Far East and then um, it's been brought over here. It's made a real, you know, reoccurrence like it's really gotten popular in the last little while and what it is is it's healing with energy and with that i what we all have around us we all have carry energy around us in our auras or energy fields and what a reiki um, practitioner is able to do is able to feel that energy around you and is able to feel where it might be blocked, why it isn't flowing the way it should be flowing. And what ends up happening with people is an energy problem that has occurred for a long time or quite a while will actually develop into a physical problem. And then um, by that time, um, sometimes things are a little late to fix or certainly um will take a lot of work to fix them mm-hmm. so. absolutely so when we talk about like the energy fields some people can think that that's really like woo woo like that's super out there but the truth is is we are made of electrical energy and we all have a measurable electromagnetic field so if somebody were to take a picture of you using a a kind of reader that would look at electromagnetic energy, like you can look at with the earth, you can look at with magnets. We also have that same kind of glow around us. So even though Reiki seems like it's the way out there spiritual kind of thing, it actually has a lot of evidence behind it. So much so that there's a number of hospitals in the US that are starting to incorporate Reiki into their treatment plans for certain diseases, which I think is fascinating. Well, and I do know that a lot of hospice, so people that are um, sort of in the last stages of dying of cancer or, you know, some sort of life ending illness are also using Reiki in, to help sort of make it more comfortable, put the people more at ease. And um, yeah. So it's very interesting that it's made a reoccurrence there also. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking to uh, start up my license, I'd moved around a fair bit. So when I was bringing up my nursing license again in the current province that we live in, Reiki is listed as an acceptable practice to count towards hours for my registration. Because 
like Reiki is not a unique practice. A lot of different uh, cultures and areas have their own version of that. Uh, from traditional Chinese medicine, they work with meridians and chi. Reiki is uh, more from the Japanese culture. That's where it originated. And then um, like in Ayurvedic, they talk about that as well. With nurses, way back when nurses started a practice called healing touch, which is also break based in energy work. So it like, it's covered in so many different places. So it's not as like out there. True. And it's also been um, a lot of churches have the healing hands, which mm-hmm. again is really a form of Reiki. So yeah. Absolutely. I and- remember one of my Reiki clients was uh, really a super devout Catholic. And she and I were talking and she's like, do you think that Jesus, like the the character from the Bible, that person, Jesus, do you think that he was a Reiki practitioner? And I was just like, he laid his hands on people and healed them. Right. So. <laughs> so, so, I mean, who knows, right? I, it's hard to put Reiki in a box. Um, mm. Reiki can be done not exclusively on just people. Reiki can be done on animals. Um, I know that it's Bruce Meadows. They do Reiki on the horses. Oh. Um, it's now um, getting popular in a lot of vet clinics. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of nice to see that it's, you know, getting a much broader field and people are finding a lot more uses for Reiki than, you know, just having someone come to an office and lay down on a table. So. Yeah, absolutely. So when somebody comes for a Reiki treatment in person, let's talk about in person first, and then we can talk about long distance Reiki as well. So when somebody comes for an in person treatment, what does that look like for you? Well, when somebody comes, it's really interesting because um, because I do read tarot cards and stuff. If I was to read their tarot cards first and then do Reiki on them, their tarot cards, which is just your energy that you carry with you in pictures, would reflect the Reiki, what I would find on the table. Mm-hmm. So... Um, first of all, it's kind of neat that it's all connected that way. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would do is ask someone to um, lay down on a massage table, not cross their arms or legs, because that does block the, the energy flow. And then what it is, is basically first tapping into their energy and see what's going on. And then once you've done that, it's like, okay, how do I fix this? And then at the end, you want to make sure before they leave that their energy is flowing the way it should be flowing and all their blocks have hopefully been unblocked and any attachments that they might have, have been eliminated. So um, depending on what is going on with the person, Reiki can take a short period of time or Reiki can take much longer, mm-hmm. um, depending on what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I remember like when people come to me for in-person Reiki, I always tell them like, I will not actually touch you, but you'll still feel something. And even the most skeptical of skeptical people 
will still feel something. And it kind of throws them a little bit because they're just like, you didn't touch me, but I knew exactly where you were because I would peek every once in a while. And you were exactly where I was feeling that energy. So it's not when you're in a Reiki treatment, we're not like actually pushing it on your body. It's not like craniosacral therapy or anything like that. We're healing touch. It's sort of a hovering above and working energetically with your energy. Right. Yeah. And that's where um, it's kind of neat because people carry all sorts of things in that energy around their body. Um, Some people have very, very, when you go in there, they sort of carry maybe their past life or a very important past life for them that is maybe affecting them in this life somehow. Maybe it's causing phobias, maybe um, it's causing their interest in something. Um, It could be totally a past life. Some people carry their totem animals very, very prominent in their energy, or some people's totem animals almost attack when you go into their energy. Mm -hmm. You are very protective. Um, So really, it's a surprise what you're going to find when someone goes on the table and you first enter. So, yes, I cannot agree more. I remember like sometimes you'll go in and everything will be great and, you know, it's not too bad. And other times it's like you, you protect your energy, you open up and all of a sudden it's just like this wall that's hitting you of something that's grown on their energy. And you're just like, okay, let's work on that part first. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I have been actually like energetically attacked when I have gone and opened someone's energy and what they're trying to do is scare you off because they don't want to leave. And these sort of attachments um, can cause the person actually physical pain um, can cause personality changes. Um, Yeah. It's, and it can lead to um, sort of, problems with their life maybe even a paranoia maybe um yeah fears really irrational fears on things that they never had before and I think it's very confusing to some people and that's where maybe I can provide some answers Mm -hmm. that's it like there's a lot of talk on social media that makes Reiki seem like this fix this magic bullet that's just going to make it all go away. And that's not the case. Sometimes it does. When we remove some of those heavy attachments, or if you have um, like a passed on relative that's still attached to your energy or something like that, then you often do feel better when those things are released. But there's definitely some cases where the Reiki is more of a guide to where you need to focus and do a little bit more work. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we all have problem areas. We all have things that we have to work on. And those is those areas are where our blocks keep reoccurring. And um, we really do have to be very mindful of those areas. And even if I do remove a block there, if that is a real problem area for you, you can just reblock it. And also... Um, I think what Reiki is doing, especially when you talk to the person after, is we're trying to make you more aware of your energy, of what's happening with your own body. 
and how you can fix it because really you have the power. Mm -hmm. We're giving you the information, but it's what you do with that information. That's really the most important. Absolutely. So talking about that, how you can have like a chronic block that always keeps coming back. Kathy will know that my throat chakra has been a chronic issue for me just always. And I remember the first time she was doing Reiki on me, I just felt like somebody was like pulling at my neck. So your throat chakra is right here. It's all about communication. Uh, And if you're listening to the audio, uh, I just pointed at the center of my throat, sort of just in that divot um, right above your collarbones. So yeah, I always seem to have issues expressing myself, which led from a lot of childhood uh, trauma and different experiences from my childhood that made me feel like I couldn't express myself. So my throat chakra is something which I really have to work on on a regular basis. And it can absolutely become physical ailments because I was working on it and doing a really good job for a while. And then I ended up in a work environment where uh, I couldn't, my voice was not heard. Our voices were silenced. And after about a year of working in there, I grew a massive thyroid mass. His name was Bob. Bob <laughs> got taken out. But yeah, it was a very large thyroid mass. And with my blocked throat chakra energy, I'm not surprised. Exactly. So in general, women tend to block their heart chakra, which is right in their chest area. And that's your emotional chakra. And um, when we block that, you start seeing things like breast cancer, lung cancer, breathing problems, um, sort of anything in the in that sort of chest area. Men tend to block a little lower in general. And this can be Women can block lower, men can block upper, but in general, men block lower, they block what you call the base chakra, which is um, more in the groin area. And that has to do with like finances and uh, running a household and really feeling like they're in control. And when that becomes blocked, you're looking at things like maybe prostate cancer, urinary problems, bowel problems, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, women can also block that area, men can block the chest, but as a sort of a general statement, but that's just showing you a little bit about what's happening right now out there. If you look at, you know, where people are having problems and maybe why. Mm-hmm. And that's why if you're going to get Reiki with somebody, making sure that there is like a follow-up conversation after. So it's not just like the treatment's done and bye, see you later, that they still have that conversation with you to show what they found, have you share what you felt and then get some recommendations for what you can do to maintain that energy healed for longer. Yeah, exactly. Um, and not you know, and realize that um, maybe you weren't going crazy. Maybe for some reason, Mm -hmm. what I have found lately, because um, I got to admit, I had not done a lot of policemen or paramedics until what it would have been when you started, Mm -hmm. um, Heather. So about five, six, seven years ago, and started doing a lot more of them. And 
I had never thought about their job and their occupation, about how they're really dealing with unknown energy, whether it's in someone's house, on another person, and how that energy can actually become attached to them, and how it can actually affect them, not just professionally, but in their everyday lives. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, a lot of them, you know, we blame ourselves. Oh, you know, I'm just paranoid, or I don't know why, but I've just developed this habit. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's more to it than that, right? And maybe um, someone like a Reiki uh, petitioner can go and give you some answers and tell you that no, you're not crazy. You really mm-hmm. did pick up something. So yeah, um, hopefully, um, they will be able to working together with you be able to not only help you but give you sort of the power to protect yourself in situations or the power to be mindful of different areas of your body and where you need to work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about protecting your energetic boundaries. So we're going to get into lots of ideas for that. So watch out for that episode. So the last thing which I think we should address with Reiki is long distance Reiki, because it's very effective, even if you're not in the same country. Right. It's really quite amazing. Um So with long distance Reiki, there's certain symbols that you can learn that enhance it, but it's really because we're just working with energy. um, It doesn't have to be the physical body doesn't have to be there. We can amazingly enough um, sort of, even though we're not at the same place, we can still go and feel your energy, still feel the blocks can do everything that we would do except with you not there. And um, I think that for people, and especially with COVID now, this is definitely a really good alternative for people still being able to get treatment, still being able to talk to someone about, you know, what's going on with them and still maybe getting answers that Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be able to from their home. Um, So it's, yeah, it's a real good solution, I think. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And uh, I could talk about this forever. So the, and I won't, because I know we're already kind of running longer on this episode, but when you think about the quantum physics model of reality, the Einstein experience of energy, that's why it works. It's because energy is not confined. And also those little bits of energy that these scientists look at one minute it'll be there, one minute it won't be. And they're just like, where'd it go? And it went to a different plane. And so that's kind of what we do with your energy. So we bring you to a different plane and our energy to a different plane so that we can work on it together in the same space. Right. Yeah. And then um, you don't have to worry. We put your energy back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is is back. Um after the end of the session, but um, hopefully we are able to give you some answers or you will feel a little better. Um, Like again, Heather has stated, we are not the 
fix it for everything for sure. But we're hopefully going to give you answers. We hopefully can fix a few things Mm -hmm. and help you to get on the road to doing some of your own fixing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if somebody's nervous about getting Reiki, what would you tell them? Well, I think one of the first things I find when people, they think that you're going to have their hands all over them. Mm-hmm. And that's just invading people's personal space. <laughs> and I understand that. I totally get it. So usually the first thing is, I'm not going to physically touch you. I am just hovering over above you. So that makes people feel better right away. Um if they're actually at my place and I'm doing physical Reiki, a lot of times people would like a blanket over top of them. And I think it just makes them feel a little bit more secure, mm-hmm. a little more grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that um, sometimes the first session, people don't feel a lot, but as they get more comfortable and a little bit more secure, they let down their guard a bit and every other secession after that they just seem to feel a little bit more and eventually I think you almost get a bit addicted to having this wonderful feeling of Reiki and the aftermath of it Mm -hmm. and then you keep strengthening your own ability to notice and feel that energy too I remember when you have people coming on a regular basis they start to see colors they start to experience the different pieces of what I'm also seeing so then when we get on that call after they're just like oh I, I saw this did you see this and I'm just like <laughs> yeah absolutely love it so it's just really fun the more that they come yeah 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 for sure so, yeah, I think it's just something that um, if people were wondering about it, hopefully we've given some answers about what it is and what it can do. Like Heather said, you could spend many, many sessions on just talking about Reiki and its many uses. And like I said, it's not confined just to humans. It is Definitely, um, you can do Reiki on animals, you can do it on plants. Um, And because anything that has energy um, can be worked on with Reiki. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you want to learn a little bit more about it, then I recommend going and following Kathy on Instagram. You can find her at Spirit Wolf Energy. And she shares all kinds of really great tips and tricks and more information about energy and chakras and all those different pieces. So go find us on Instagram at spirit wolf energy. Thank you so much for listening to the holistic spirituality podcast. We are so grateful that you're here sharing this space with us. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I invite you to first hit subscribe or follow on the podcast player app that you're listening right now. So you'll never miss an episode or an after dark episode. And please take a screenshot right now of you listening to this episode on your phone and share it to your Facebook or Instagram stories so you can help us help more people. Thank you so much again for being here and we'll see you next time.